time we have a guest on that we send them our theme song before and then they have to like do their own rendition no one's gonna do that (laughs) no one's gonna do that sarah no one's gonna do that why not don't you remember when you said when we had to do celebrity interviews on a regular and how little they would actually do except for barely answer our questions that's because at radio stations they used to ask celebrities to do stupid things like hey we're gonna play um Two truths and one lie. Can you come up with two truths that right now? That was a now? jab at someone in particular, oh, and I oh. know you're taking that. <laughs> no, 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 I, didn't. I know exactly who. You know, I love that girl. No, I didn't mean it. No, I didn't mean it at all, at all about that interview that we did. <gasps> that sounded really mean, didn't it? Okay, no. <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of. Radio stations are far cheesier. They actually make you, they want celebrities to come up with, they'll, you know, they'll have like Kanye West, the biggest guy in the world, and they'll be like, okay, Kanye, let's reenact because Halloween's coming up. Let's reenact this theme from Saw. And like, you know, everybody, think Kanye West people, Kanye's realize- looking like, fuck you. It's, oh, can you play the disclaimer? I should probably play the disclaimer. I probably should have already played the disclaimer, actually. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. Sorry. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. <laughs> oh. You keep on banging on the table like you don't really, like, it's it's people in their headphones right now. I'm like, what the hell? You're ruining my speakers. <laughs> Sorry. It's like maxing out everything. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway, I don't want to... Okay, so it's cheesy to ask people to do that? So I'm going to ask you. So you think... Let's let's put it more in your perspective. Okay, let's go with an artist that you truly respect. Do you think, you know... Stevie Nicks. Okay, Stevie Nicks. I was going to say Olivia Newton-John to bring her back to last week. <laughs> no. Okay, the, if Olivia Newton-John was coming in, right? Are you telling me that you would ask that she sings... That she knows the intro when she comes in so she can sing along to the intro? I would do this. I feel like you and I are really, really good at reading people now. So I would play it for Olivia or Stevie, and I would see what the reaction was. Like, if they were bouncing to it and they were like, oh, my God, I love this. Then at the end, I would say, hey, would you – I've got the lyrics here. Would you mind putting your – If Stevie <laughs> Nick sat there snapping her fingers and bouncing along to our intro, the first thing I'd think is we need a new intro. <laughs> this shit's dated. <laughs> This shit's dated. <laughs> Look, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with my dear, dear friend, Sammy Kay. Um, you know, we do this podcast three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, every day of your life. And over the course of being on Podcast One, we launched in August, a lot of people ask us what our show is about. I like to say this show is funny, it's inspiring, it's pop culture driven, and I really feel like our show is basically conversations about pop culture life mm-hmm. and things that make you think with Sarah and Sammy Kay. Do you think that's a good description? Sure, yeah, that's a great comment. That's a great description. Do you think that then gives the show the structure? I mean... That, it, that we always go back and forth of if we need? People do know what it's about at that point then, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel it. And then in layman's terms, I always like to say it's like Howard Stern beats Oprah. But, you know, they are legends in their own right. So I don't want to be saying that we're... I'm Oprah. You're Howard Stern. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I adore Howard. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And Oprah. So anyway, uh, look, thank you for tuning in. And we really want you to keep sharing this podcast. We need to hit 20,000 downloads per episode. Some of our shows are getting close to 10. We need to hit that 20K mark. So please, if you would tell a stranger about the podcast, if you would tell someone that's never heard of us, share it. We would love you forever. Yeah. What are you shaking your head? What? Be- you don't I like just, that strategy? I always just shake my head whenever you start talking specifics. You know my idea of specifics. <laughs> don't give specifics. Don't give specifics. All right, well. You could have just said, listen, tell a friend. But instead you had to be like, all right, well, currently we're at 11.34 thousand downloads. We need to up this up to 20. So roughly 86% within the next 45. Like, Sarah, no. Just tell a friend. Listen. <laughs> Okay, fine. Tell a friend and listen. I won't give you any more specifics. Um, and by the way, review us on iTunes. Please, please, please. If you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. I know many of you are listening through Podcast One, especially if you're an Android user. Um, they have a very easy app. Um, but if you are an iPhone user, head over to iTunes and leave a review. We would love you. 
That'd be amazing. Uh. Two big things I want to talk about. Actually, three big things. Three. Three mm-hmm, that I want to talk about in your world. First of all, um, you had told me last week about this custom sneaker shop that I can go to in D.C. that is, like, super hot. I want you to tell me where it is, what it's about. Okay. Because it involves supporting the arts, which well, we love Well, it's nationwide. Doing. It's just they just have their first D.C. store. Oh! That's what I was telling right. you. This is a hot new trend. You're going to want in on this. Um, also, Sammy tells me there's a new saying that everybody is saying. And you know me. I'm hip. I keep up. You try I to mean, stay with all the hip new sayings. Yes. So Sammy has been saying this, and I'm like, what does this mean? So I want you Wait, to... Do you what, remember what the saying was, Sarah? Hold on. Don't don't tell me. Um, hit me with right. two beans and call me a Canadian. What the hell? <laughs> Wasn't that it? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Didn't you say, well, slap me with two beans and slap call me... Slap me with two beans and then... <laughs> Call me a Saskatchewan, you know. Call me a Canadian. Wasn't that what you said? No, Sarah. Diddle my Skittles and call me Canadian. Okay, there you go, Sarah. Diddle my Skittles and call me Canadian. Yep. Well, not diddle my Skittles. You'd have a Skittle, but. Diddle my Skittles. I would have Skittles. You would have a Skittle. So diddle my Skittle. Okay. So this saying is called diddle my balls and call me Canadian. Diddle my Skittle and call me a Canadian, Sarah. In God's name. First off, I want to know how many times have you used that set? Have you tried to use that? Have you tried to use it at all recently? No. Because honest to God, I thought it was hit me with two beans and call me Canadian. That's what I've been saying. So you've been telling people hit me with two beans and call me a Canadian. Now, I guess the other thing, because right now everyone who's listening, they're all all face palming and they go, Sarah. When are you just going to stop listening to Sammy, knowing that he trolls you off the air and he makes you bring stuff up on the air that's totally fake I'm gonna and really irrelevant? Mad at you. And this, it's not, I'm going to shut your mic off like our other radio hosts What are do. you talking about, I'm going to shut you off. Well, it's fake. I'm just telling you. There. It's definitely fake. Okay. I made it up. I've potted you back on. Okay. Because well, I don't want to be that kind of person. No, but I'm telling you. No, sir. Come on now. Do you really think people are walking around the streets going, diddle my Skittle and call me a Canadian? And that's the new hot term. So mad at you right now. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I just can't. Well, you got to go back and now tell people. Be like, you know, last week when I told you, you know, slap me with two beans and call me a Canadian. And I said it was like the new hot thing. <sighs> so I he was being so an asshole again. I'm mad at you. Well, I just, I'm glad at least you said it, though. That makes me laugh. And that makes a lot. Look, think about all the joy you brought to people just now in that last I feel like I'm the butt seconds. of this joke. I feel like, you know how there's these shows now that just spoof everything? Like, there's this new documentary show with Bill Hader where they just spoof documentaries. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm being spoofed on this show all the time. Like, you and the listeners are in on every day spoof Sarah. If I find out I'm the butt of my own show, I'm going to be pissed. Well, I'd hate to break it yeah. <laughs> we already convinced you that Rocco's Modern Life is a documentary. <laughs> And then now he convinced you to say, I cannot believe I diddle my skittle this. and call me a Canadian to people because that was the new hot saying for you being excited. I'm really mad at you because for days I have been thinking, what does that mean exactly? Why would, do, are Canadians known for diddling their skittles you're like, a lot? Are Canadians known for slapping people with two beans? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what is it about frijoles and Canadians that just makes so much sense? That is fantastic. You have honestly. I'm so embarrassed. Weak made. My week so has been made. <sighs> that was great. It's not even funny. Um, there's a list out of the most uplifting songs. We'll get to that as well. Here's um, okay. Here's what I wanted to ask you is, is a bigger picture question. And a lot of people who are, they either own their own businesses or they work for businesses listen to this podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm dying to know what people think of this. But we've had quite a few stories recently that we've talked about where companies are always trying to um, attract two audiences. So I wanted to ask you in your opinion, because I think you're very good at staying focused. Okay. But do you ever think a business or a service can attract two audiences at the same time? And I mean this because like a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Cracker Barrel story. If you go to Cracker Barrel, which everyone has if you've ever taken a road trip, they now want to attract millennials. You hear this of every business, Mm -hmm. right? TV, right? Sammy and I I work for Fox 5. Sammy's been there and helps out too. Fox 5 is another example. They're always trying to keep their older demographic but, but attract a, a new one, one right? Uh-huh. We talk about it on this podcast. Should we be trying to appeal more to like younger people? And same when we worked our last radio job at 107.3. Oh my God. This was the biggest thing. They were always trying to keep the mix 107.3 you know, 50 and older crowd while attracting somebody 25 it or 35. It was ridiculous. So let me ask you, do you ever think this strategy works or do you think these companies are morons? 
Um, I think a lot of times they're morons because they're trying to appeal to something that doesn't exist. Like, the only way if it randomly happens to work out. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I... Like, it's like Taco Bell. Okay. okay? Right? Or McDonald's or one of these fast food joints. They clearly appeal to a certain demographic. But then when all of a sudden they start releasing, like, <clears throat> when Taco Bell started releasing fancy tacos... And charging more for it, oh, okay. and no one wanted that. Right, right. When you know, they try and go like, upscale, go fuck yourself. Like, oh, a salad? Go fuck yourself. I'm not here for a salad. <laughs> like, I'm here for a Big Mac. You know what I mean? So I definitely don't agree. But I do understand. There are companies, though, that just randomly happen to appeal to two different demographics, and it works harmoniously. But it's a very thin line. Who does that? Like do you think? frozen yogurt shops. Oh, okay? okay. Think about it. Those are appealing to a lot of kids and a lot of families. Right? But then millennials, but then all of a sudden, a bunch of stoners walk in because they have all the damn toppings, you know, and they're like, "Oh man, look at all this ice cream!" Like that's where it randomly happens to cross. But it's very rare that you're going to be able to. I mean, because you can't. You're going to lose one the second you start having, you know, cute kids talking and doing your commercials. Guess what people are going to think? You're lame. So you're going to lose that young audience, right? But you're going to get a bunch of older people that think that babies are cute. And then all of a sudden, if you all of a sudden have a young kid there smoking cigarettes and spray painting the wall, <laughs> talking about your product, boom, you're going to get a lot of millennials buying it, but the parents are going to be really upset, you know? I always wonder if it can coexist, but I think you're right. It is this fine line. It's tough. It's very tough to coexist, because at that point, you're not really, you're not really being anything. You know what I mean? Right. You're trying to be you're everything to everyone. You're just trying to, to be everyone. a little bit of... It's like being a shitty buffet. You know? Like, no one's going to a Shakey's buffet or a country kitchen being like, man, the food there, fantastic. They just... They do... They have a lot of variety and they do it all mediocre. You know? They're not really good at any particular thing. And if you start doing that with your, you know, with your show, with your company, then you end up being just kind of mediocre at a lot of different things, but not really good at anything. Okay, I've just always wondered that because I, all these businesses we work for, they always have this dilemma. I'd love to know. Email us, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at com. Does your Is your business struggling with this? What's the answer? Or do you think that some people are just really good at, some companies are good at evolving, um, and it's a fine line, like Sammy said, they can straddle both. Or is it mostly impossible? I mean, the only way I find that you can really evolve your demographic, and what I've seen with really successful companies doing it, is they age with their demographic. So if they appeal to young people, right, mm-hmm. then as they get older, they start branding, and they keep on focusing on that same person. Right. You know, as opposed to saying, oh, we're only going to focus on 18-year-olds. Well, they're focused on this 18-year-old, but then six years later, now they're focused on 24-year-olds. Then six years later, they're focused on 30-year-olds. So they're always following their demographic. Ah. And then that way you can kind of keep, because if you're still known as a younger product, but people are using it now as adults, it's something different. Oh, good. Then I feel like that's what we kind of do, right? Like when we were 23, 24, we were talking about something different on the radio. Now we've evolved. We've do you evolved. Feel like, but we're, we're keeping those people that are evolving with us. I would hope so. And if you're not evolving, we left you behind in the dust. So, <laughs> sorry. Thanks. I find that fascinating. I'm always, I just am so, I wondered about that. Um, you know, look, we do this podcast at the DC Improv, but we're right in, obviously, the DC area around Maryland and Virginia. And now um, we're getting a consumer warning that a Maryland company called Stiff Bowl that's invented an all natural herbal coffee probably has some of the same additives in it as Viagra, and it could be dangerous for you to drink large amounts of this coffee. All right. They allege that their herbs are from the jungles of Malaysia. And their maca root and tang cat ally. Okay, so they're calling it stiff balls. What are they calling it? Stiff bulls. Stiff bulls. Stiff bull. B u l l. Stiff bulls team. So it's so it sounds like stiff balls, and they're <laughs> curious as to why it's giving you an erection all the time. If I bought stiff balls coffee, I would expect that. Like. I expect some sort of, you know... Well, the FDA has now recently added one of the concoctions that's produced in Malaysia as a list of tainted sexual enhancement products, and this coffee has it in it. Now, their team says it's great for adults who want to maintain an active relationship and promises the awesome effect. The awesome effect? It will last two or even... Oh, my God. It'll last two or even three days? Three days with a boner? (laughs) No. Well, they're supposed. They're saying that one cup of this coffee will help you get the boner. I don't think it's supposed to the, like I don't prolong think it, right? I don't think you're supposed to oh, like. God. It's not going to be like Viagra, where after four hours I have to call the doctor, right? I hope not. Oof. But they're saying that it has some of the exact ingredients as in Viagra, which makes it 
potentially dangerous and taken by men with diabetes, heart disease, and other conditions could cause major complications. Well, yeah, if you have diabetes or heart disease, you probably shouldn't be schmanging anyways. Uh, the CEO for the company says that um, they have checked their product, that it is 100% free of this tainted sexual enhancement product from Malaysia. And they say that it is, um, they have other additives that are legal, by the way. I don't understand why the FDA is focused on this, but yet I can go to any <laughs> gas station in the country and still buy like a Weekend Prince four pack of four random pills that are supposedly going to make me as, you know, strong as a horse. All weekend long. And that's not banned, but this coffee is. <laughs> that's what they say. I just found that interesting that it's from Maryland. Um, have you ever wanted to sue Live Nation or any of those people that sell you tickets? Um, no, but I'm glad I got the free tickets from Ticketmaster <laughs> when they got sued. <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm well, here happy comes got- the next one. You might have heard about this. This this guy, this was a story uh, that initially was posted last week. But a Long Island man is continuing to sue Live Nation for falsely advertising ticket prices. And basically what that means is he can't stand the fact that when you purchase a ticket, it might say $49.50. Oh, but by the time they add all the fees, the venue fee, the delivery fee, this fee, it's ridiculous. So his big law or big argument in this lawsuit is that the $49 ticket ends up being closer to $55.50. Once you get through everything. Yeah. They say they're false advertising. That they should initially tell you that's the price. So when you go through, you check out, it's $55.50. Don't lie to me and tell me it's 49 when this is going to be the cost. Do you feel like that's assumed, that that should be assumed that's that you're going to have That's assumed at this point. If you're that old, and it's, I was thinking it's only an extra $5 in service fees, that guy's lucky. Like, I'm paying like $12, $13 in service fees every time I buy a ticket because you're also paying DC tax in there, which is like 10%. You know, I know, massive. So I don't, I don't know if I agree with this guy. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, certainly Ticketmaster, and that's why Ticketmaster gave you free tickets, right? Because well, they, they, because they lied or not lied, but deceived people. Or I guess I don't honestly didn't don't pay attention. Just either. took the free tickets. Mm-hmm. I will say the only issue I have, which I've been waiting for people to sue them for for a while, is you'll see they sell tickets right at the initial cost. And then they'll decrease the cost as it gets closer to the show, or a lot of times they do like a Groupon deal or a living oh, social deal. Oh, yeah, you're deal right. To unload the tickets. To yeah. unload the tickets. And I was when I was like, well, that's shitty. As a true fan, I paid the $50, and now you're selling tickets in the same section as mine for $25. Where's my money back? Great point. So I feel that may be coming soon, but eh. How do you feel about this? Uh, would you pay? In downtown locations, and, and this is happening at cities all across the country, would you pay to take a nap somewhere? Oh, my God. I think a lot of people would, yeah. Really? If you're like, if you live in the suburbs, right? I have some friends of mine that live out like in Maryland, so it's mm-hmm. like an hour driving for them. They'll have three hours off between like one gig and another gig. Oh, And, get, and what do they do? Point. They have to just go sit at a coffee shop, spend money, waste time walking in a park, go get lunch. You know what I mean? Like they literally just waste time for three hours because it's not worth it for them to drive an hour back home, to spend an hour at home, just to drive an hour back in the city. Well, D.C. is getting their first studio dedicated just to napping. There'll Hell also yeah. be some quiet meditation rooms, but for the most part, they're focusing on people taking power naps. You can pay $15 to pull on a scented eye mask and then drift away to light music or no music at all for 20 minutes. Would you do that? 15 bucks for 20 minutes? No. I need at least an hour. I would think so too. And, for, and at that point, it's, and that, at that point, if you're charging fifteen and fifty, if you're charging thirty bucks, well, at this point, you might as well just go to the Starbucks, buy a tea, and fall asleep on one of their benches. It's not like they care. They let you sleep there for you know for th- for two hours for three seventy five. I don't think that Starbucks. I, I'm not I mean, sure it's that not on the menu. It's not on the menu, Sarah. But I've seen people do it all the time. Oh, my God. I love that you just promoted them as a place where you can buy and take a nap for $3.60. Oh, really? Because I'm the only person that's ever done that? Okay. That's just terrible. Really? But it's not very comfortable. I mean, sometimes they have the couches and, and chairs in there. I mean, there's a bench outside that I see someone sleeping on daily, and it looks fantastically comfortable. Like, I would sleep outside on that bench. I thought that was amazing. I'm like, I want to try one of these, but I don't know. Really, you want to get down there? That's and a lot of money to spend for a nap, is what I'm saying. Like, I think if it was more affordable, like I could buy myself, like you know, I got myself a, like a subscription 
so every month I get X amount of hours to sleep, oh, you know, and it's nice. cheap, then it's a way to at least to kill time. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go back home. I would just go there. I'm going to take a nap anyways, probably. So it's boom, pop in there, crash for an hour, get up, huzzah. Yeah, that would be actually really, really nice. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to get to this list of the 10 most uplifting songs in the world, according to science. Um, I wanted to get to this earlier, but we always have so much show and uh, things get carried away and so funny. Um, but here are some of the songs. Oh. My computer. Dude, Hold these on. songs, by the way. Do you way, have the list? I don't have Clearly, that. the scientist that made this list was 80, 100 years old. <laughs> well, then I'll love this list. It was 80, 100 years old. All okay. right. So, like, half of these songs I had to look up, and I was like, what is this song? Like, I love Queen, okay? But do you know the song Don't Stop Me Now? Don't know. But these are supposed to be the most uplifting most according uplifting to science. song. Now, this song I knew, and I love these ladies and two gentlemen. Dancing Queen by Ava. <gasps> Do you feel uplifted, Sarah? Oh, I love this. Don't want to get sued. Got to turn off after 30 seconds. All right. (laughs) Boom. Got it. Hit it hard. That was so good. What are some of the other ones on the list? So other songs that you may know, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, I Am the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, these are old. From Ugh. Rocky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another, just to also show how old it is. You remember this classic from Billy Joel? <laughs> Uptown Girl. Yep. All right. I like this. Okay. But that doesn't uplift I me. I like that. Though, if you watch the music video, you think, wow, if I can become a gas station attendant in New York, then one day be Billy Joel. That's uplifting. <laughs> that is uplifting. That okay. That is uplifting. Um, other parts of the list. I'm a Believer by the Monkees. I'm a believer. Oh, these songs are so old. So really? old. Living oh. on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. <laughs> I Will Survive. Okay. Um, oh, give me a break. Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to <gasps> Have Fun. All right, I'm with I, that one. I knew you'd like that one. That's oh, why I pulled girls. it up for it. You know, there's something about this song. It has been out for years. But it is so infectious. Did you like Cindy Lauper growing up? Because you Loved looked at her, her and you're like, shit, if she's that ugly, she'd become famous. I have a chance. <laughs> is that what you thought? Because no. I always thought she was very talented as a singer and a songwriter. Oh, my God. Money changes everything. She bop. Oh, amazing. I love Cindy. And then, of course, uh, number one on the list, though, Sarah, can you guess what number one was? I'm going to go with Cher. If you believe in love after life. So Sarah, love that's after actually love. too contemporary like, <laughs> for her. That's actually too new for this list. Who put this out? Jan Jeffries? I've, Who's the author? It was honestly, I think it was Albert Einstein. It was Albert Einstein. <laughs> he came back songs. from the dead. Number one was Katrina in the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. I'm walking on the sunshine. Oh, okay, well, I kind of like that one, too. You kind of like that one. <laughs> you are old. I would just say, aren't there more inspirational songs than Walking on Sunshine? Like, what as poppy as that of, is. Okay, recently. What songs do you think recently? Have, do any come to mind that you think Wait, are, are you talking more... about recent songs or are you talking about songs that are more inspirational? Because songs um, that are more inspirational, there's so many more songs that are more Celine inspirational. Celine Dion's got a lot. I was going to say. <laughs> but this song's sad after you've seen Beaches. Fuck, watch beaches, Sarah. You are the like, who? Me. Me. Oh my god, it's like, so that's sad. About, oh okay. my god, it's one of the. Or saddest like, why songs. wouldn't she put like you know even like a more contemporary song that at least people understand and know what it is? How about you know some R. Kelly? That's oh, at least I do good. love. I do love him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I believe I can fly. I can fly. But are you going to say this was sad, too, because you saw uh, you saw Space Jam? Well, I think the problem is, though, is they're talking about uplifting. Like, when I think uplifting, you want a better up tone. So you want something that's more like I mean, that's kind of sad, yeah. Okay, but then what are you talking about? Like, what would be more uplifting than... James Brown, I Feel Good. James Brown, I Feel Good would be a good one. That'd but that's awesome But that's one. old, too. Um, How about... I mean, look it. This is uplifting. Money. Yeah. I do like this one. I do like this one. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Pharrell's happy. Pharrell's happy. I mean, that would be a good one. Happy, I feel like, is so good. Like, guys, I'm just surprised that, you know, Mozart's, uh, you know, seventh concerto didn't make it on this list with how old it was. Britney Spears stronger. Oh, Britney Spears. (laughs) Oh, God. Anything from Britney, man. Britney Spears is fantastic. Oh, that list is really old. Here you go. Uplifting. This song's uplifting, too. I forgot about how uplifting this song was, Sarah. Oops, I did it again. But luckily, they always let you back in. Very uplifting. And if anyone's inspiring, it's her, my God. I know. She's at the brink, and then she's come back, and she seems stable. Sort of. (laughs) Okay. It's a good word to use, Sarah. It's a great word to use. Now, what is this? You were telling me about this story that you wanted to talk about. Typically me. Oh, baby. All right, sorry. Um, something about you were at a bar recently with a woman and you said that the whole thing went south and you think it's because of me? Oh, no, 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 no. You ruined someone's birthday. I ruined someone's you birthday. You ruined a girl's birthday. I know, right? why? And it all happened because I was at my favorite watering hole having a bed with some of my friends, right? Chilling, just talking. Then all of a sudden the bartender, who I'm pretty <clears> close <throat> with, comes to go, dude, those girls in the corner got really weird when you started to walk in, Sammy. When you walked in. And, like, now they're, like, the one girl keeps on going. She looks like she was, like, like crying or something in the bathroom. We don't know. What? Like, what's up? Like, blah, blah, blah. They're, like, so do you know them? And I was, like, I look over and I was, like, I don't know them. I have no idea because I can only see the one of the girls, right? Okay. And then about 15 minutes later, my buddy leaves next to me. My sight becomes a little bit better. And I go, oh, shit. I know the other girl. Holy crap. And oh, I no. reach over oh, and God. I go, Who is that? Hey, Blank. How are you doing? And in a tearful voice, she goes, Fine. It's my birthday. I'm here enjoying my birthday. Loving it. What's wrong with my birthday? I'm loving it. I'm turning 20. Like, I was like, Oh, shit. Okay. Found out. Um, this was the girl, right? Yeah. Remember the girl that you told me to text that one time instead of going ghost? Yeah. And then I texted her and she hated my guts. Okay. And then I hung out with her again. Yeah. And then she hated my guts after that. Okay. Well, I guess the last person she probably wanted to see when she was out trying to have drinks on her birthday was, was me. You? Was oh, me. Wait a minute. Does anyone else following this story think that this could be fate? Did, did Fate? Sarah, I don't think that's fate. When you ruin someone's birthday, that's not, oh, hey, you should probably ask her for her number again, Sammy, because I know you deleted it. So what happened? Did you guys end up having, like, an exchange? Did anything? Or- yeah. She was very bitter, very angry towards me. Are you guys going to go out again? Um, are you out of your fucking mind, Sarah? <laughs> I ruined her birthday just by showing up in a public place that she happened to be in. Oh, and you no. are so naive. You think I'm going to like... And I was like... They're like, wait, so what happened? So I wait till she leaves. I tell them, I was like, dude, great story. So I went on a oh. few dates with this girl, and I just wasn't really into it. At least I was kind of feeling maybe scared or whatever. Sarah tells me to actually text her and tell her what my true feelings are. And they're like, oh, no. And I was like, I know. And I did it. And Sarah screwed it for me. But here's the thing is when I told you to do that and you actually texted her, then she wrote back and she said, well, we're not anything anyway. That was uh, her being angry, for letting Sarah. Me know. That was being angry, right? Oh. That's, that was an angry... I, I think, thought that was like a funny text that she kind of You're looking at it like that. No, no, no. That's them saying go fuck yourself and go fuck yourself again. Wow. Yeah, Sarah. Oh, I feel bad now. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I don't feel bad. I don't think she listens anymore anyways. What? We don't... We need that's all right. I sacrificed one for the better good of my brains. I would have taken that as a sign. Like, I always look for signs everywhere. Everything. Know, money on the street. I know that's how I'm going to be rich because so I find sudden, money all the time. You see somebody that you dumped not once but twice, okay? Oh, it's a sign for me. And I it's would a call, sign I for you to go, to go back mm-hmm. in with them, even though you sat there. And there was no, like, emotions. I didn't sit there and be like, man, she looks great. Man, mm-hmm. I missed something out. Not once did that go through my mind. All I said was, oh, shit. I know why she's mad. Me. Oh, I totally, like, if I see somebody two or three times, or even somebody that I dated from my past, they keep coming in, like, I will go have coffee with them to find out, like, what is the story. Really? No, see, that's different than me. I usually go straight to the police station, <laughs> file a restraining order, and tell them to stay the hell away oh, from my no. places. God, I gotta go out more often myself and see if people recognize So you recognize can bump into me. more of your exes? Yes, yeah, yeah. you can see that awkward conversation. I would conversation. love to. I don't see anybody, but that's because mostly I'm home. Trust me, Sarah. I sat there, and I think. I, I put this show first, okay? So in my mind, I was like, well, Sam, you're going to lose a few listeners, but it's worth it for your penis to still be intact three years down the line. <laughs> okay, well, then 
That's true. Yeah, okay. your safety is it's number worth, one. It's we worth need it. You. you know, it's worth it to Your safety sometimes. is absolutely number one. I was wondering about that story. Hey, where is this? What's this fabulous sneaker store? You've been rocking these amazing sneakers. Not really sneakers. What do you, what do you, no, doing? they're like slide, like slip ons. Slip ons. Like slip on shoes. They're super sharp looking. They're like black leather on top and they're embossed. With pineapples? Yeah, it's, they're super cool. And the other day you were telling me, and I couldn't remember what the name of the store the was. The name of the store is Bucket Feet, and I guess they're based Bucket out of Chicago. Feet. Okay, I have to Right, and it's a pretty, they just opened one up in D.C., I guess, a few months ago, but I never checked it out until last weekend uh, when I was just kind of wandering around, and I bought these shoes, or maybe two weekends ago, and these shoes, and I was like, dude, these are fantastic. Like, what is this design? And they go, well, actually, it's done by this, and there's a little placard, like a little card next to the shoes with a bio for this artist. And I started asking more questions, and I found out that artists who want to start designing shoes, but you know, it takes oh, thousands I mean, of tons thousands of money, thousands and, of dollars to do this. Yeah. Plus, you got to have you know the backing. Plus, you got to have the distribution. Well, what they do is they offer the backing, the distribution, the low cost, and these artists can go and create their own designs. And if their design is chosen by the company, they actually produce the shoes, and they pay them based on how many shoes they sell, and they also give an upfront fee for the design. Really? And so you're sitting there, and like wait. the shoes I got, for instance, uh, they were actually done by a Colombian artist, and they were meant to uh, be like a protest in the fact that there are still mines being buried in the pineapple groves. You know, and so that's why I bought the shoes. I was like, great. So that money's going towards a good cause. It's unique. A lot of the shoes, they'll only run in like 200. You know, they'll only make 200, maybe 80, like 100 to 200 pairs oh of the shoes. Oh, my God. I'm on their website right now. They look like they've great. And oh, I great. love these. And it's all done by artists. And so you can actually always check it out. So now I've kind of almost become addicted because it changes pretty much weekly. You know, you can go in there and they're really affordable. Like I bought those shoes, 80 bucks. Really? Like, yeah, which a lot isn't of these. bad. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, $20 at Payless, unfortunately, but still, 80 bucks for a pair of shoes that's actually supporting a local artist, you oh know, supporting God. an artist, you know, in a different community that you're supporting someone who wants to do this. So these are amazing, by the way. Very, very cool. So Bucket Feet, yeah, I guess they're based out of Chi-Town, but they just opened up a store here in D.C. They're in a bunch of other major cities, they said. I can't wait to go in. And you can just go in there, and they have the shoes. And it's also, that's how you also know it's legit. I went in there, and the shoes I bought, they go, well, we only have this shoe in one size right now because we only have one pair in the back. Wow. And it happened to be my size. And I was like, thank God. Oh, my but, God. These are great. I'm looking at all the different things. They have, like, flamingos on them. And some of them will say one in And, and they're always done by local artists. So even, like, if you're a local artist, you have a friend of yours that's a local artist, and they're looking for a way just to supplement their income, they could design a shoe. If it gets picked up by Bucket Feet, boom, you know. Oh, my God. They have that huge advertising. I mean, it's great. Like, I already sat there and all the artist shoes that I saw, I went I looked up their art personally when I went home. God, these are so cool. Bucket wow, feet, what man. a great idea. A great Thanks idea. for sharing that. It's a really great idea. I feel like everybody listening will love that. Oh, my God. Tweet us when you get your Bucket Feet. And the shoes are so comfortable inside. They have these little, like, bumps inside of them. Oh, yeah? So it feels like you're wearing massage-like pads or something. It's really bizarre. Really oh. freaky. Okay, well, tweet us if you ha- if you purchase a uh, pair of bucket feet. And then also keep tweeting us with the hashtag PostReal all of your real Facebook statements. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to discuss that on tomorrow's show. Oh, And yeah. read some of them. They're ama- amazing, amazing, amazing. Um I also wanted to ask you about this. You know, in D.C., there's a new kind of Jetson-style restaurant coming. Did you already hear about this, Eat Say? A Jetson-style restaurant? Where essentially it's quinoa bowls, but they're going to have no register, no counter. Like, you walk in, you put your order in on an iPad, you uh-huh. swipe your card yourself. They'll have one person there just to help you troubleshoot. And then the food will come out in these, like, hot compartments. So, obviously, there's somebody back there making yeah, your making custom it. quinoa bowl. But... There will not be any human interaction. Okay, what's wrong with that? You think this is a, a good idea? I love it. Eat say E A T S A Etza Eat say. Eatsa. Eatsa. E A T S A. It's opening here in the D.C. area. It started in California. It's a great idea. Like I remember, like I love going to like like McDonald's when I'm in Paris. As crazy as that sounds, and I only go in there just to see how economical it is. Really? Like, you know what? You know how they can afford to have much better quality food because they charge a little bit more and they don't have a billion fucking staff there sitting around just waiting to talk to people one Uh. by one by one by one. (laughs) There's a ton of computer screens. If you don't know how to use the computer screen, if you want to, there is one line. That you can sit there. But it's not worth it when you can just go up there, boom, type what you want, swipe your card. They call your number. You walk and you get it within what like two minutes. What are people going to do for jobs, though? 
but no, but that's on. I think yeah, there are jobs still available, but I think you have to think about there's there's going to be different physical jobs. The notion of paying someone to just stand there and speak is no longer going to be considered an actual job. Okay. Which I think people are like, well, that's a skill. Like that's, but that's not really a skill. So if, they, if it was truly a skill, McDonald's would be paying them a lot more. So you, you think know? this skill is going to be more the cooking it, the cooking the, it, the processing it. I think we, people are going to see a lot more influx in farm jobs. And like agricultural that jobs. would be amazing because you think as we lose people doing these you know menial city tasks that we don't need, you're not going to need a cash register tenant anymore. You can just sit there and go to a computer screen, type, swipe your card, boom, you know, and then all of a sudden it's just one person who's doing expo where you already are paying that person to expo the food and to get the food out to customers anyways. Now you don't have to pay three people to do orders, so you're That's saving all that money. You know, what you're thinking about, you're saving, what, maybe 200000 like $200,000 a year? Yeah, and then you could be using it for other things. And you could use it for that. other things. I'm really, I, I love the whole agricultural thing. I, I really want my own garden. So, it's tough. I know, a garden, a I know, garden it's a pain is very tough. You the only thing it all the time. It's a pain. The only time I've ever had a garden, I just gave up and I just grew basil. Because <laughs> I was like, Super this easy. shit grows like weeds. <laughs> it's always there. I can't kill it to save my life. Like, fuck it. I basil. know. It's so hard to do that. Does it surprise you in 2016? I, I, I'm so curious about this. And we need a parent, actually, an expert. I don't know if any of your friends have kids. I gotta. If, if you're listening and you have kids, because we got to explore this. Does it shock you that there are still anti-vax parents out there? Oh, we know some. We do? Yeah. Anti-vax parents? Oh, I have, we have a mutual friend of ours that is super anti-vax towards their child. Really? Yeah, they won't do any vaccinations, completely against it. They have to pay extra money to take them to, like, specific daycares that will allow it when they travel and stuff. I am, oh, my God. Well, I do, you know, I want to see, actually, maybe my cousin will be on this show because she has a daughter with her first husband. They're now, they're now split. But there was a big controversy in my family because he was anti-vax, and she really wanted her daughter vaccinated because she was going to public school. And I'm not sure whatever happened. I know they were going to go to court over it. And I, just, I don't know what happens, but aren't you surprised? Because, by the way, and, and look, I'm sure lots of people, this will be a fiery topic for people, but it has been proven that vaccines do not cause autism. That was sort of the big... It has not... Pro- yeah, they, it's it, been proven. They, it there not, is yeah. no connection. Uh-huh. So you should vaccinate your kid. Um, and one of the reasons I brought this up was there was a recent story of a mom who was anti-vax until her kids got extremely sick with a very rare flu, and now she's preaching, vaccinate your kids. Mine nearly died. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what a lot of parents have to do. I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the election coverage, right? But there are people that will sit there and say, I have no basis for my opinion. I have no facts for my opinion. There's no research for my opinion. <laughs> but I refuse to give up on my opinion, okay? Parents are along the same lines. I think when you talk about kids, that's almost as polarizing as political candidates for some people. No, it definitely you know, is. And there's yeah. people that are going to sit there. They're going to be like, I've always done it this way. It's going to be done this way. I'm going to reach my kids this way. And there's nothing you can do about it, no matter how much research you put in my face. And that's what this woman, this mom is coming out, and she says that she had skepticism of vaccinations for years. She said that she would get online and do tons of research, and she also judged parents that did vax. And she said the reality was she was always looking for biased articles that essentially supported her beliefs. But in reality, after her kids contracted a very serious strand of the flu and one nearly died, now she's telling people, do your research and don't ignore what science is telling you. That is just unbelievable. I'm just so fascinated by that because it's amazing. I mean, I'm a person, too, that's a bit of a skeptic. Like, I always think, but you know. you're a skeptic on a lot of stuff, like a yeah, lot of things you are. Because but if I you am. actually do the research and you look into it, you realize, okay, there's no way this can be bad for you. Like what? I'm sorry, food. I'm not. I am the skeptic on food. I do think. I think that a lot of young girls have their periods sooner because we pump up all these chemicals in the food. But maybe it's not about the chemicals. Maybe it's the fact that as this generation, you guys are eating three times more meat product than generations beforehand. I agree with that. I, I so agree. everyone's trying to blame the, the food processing when I go, no, 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 it's the food consumption, you know? I you think would you have, have a point. Two, three times a week, you know? About, you know, even as close as 70 years ago, now you're having meat every day, every meal. I am so, I'm so with you on that. I think that's a big issue. I don't know if there is. I mean, I guess uh, also according to science, there's no connection between, um, I guess, uh, deodorants with aluminum in them. Mm-hmm. And, 
and, and cancer, and but breast you cancer. still believe that. I do still believe yeah, that. Yeah, you don't but care. I guess all I'm the this... proof, all the proof they're going to throw in your face, go, nope, don't care. I'm this anti-vax mom. Well, good luck. I'm going to vaccinate my kids, though. I look, I, when my mom went through breast cancer treatment, I got to tell you, I thought to myself, I understand why people think that you can treat cancers without modern medicine. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is sometimes you just have to really face the fact that they are curing a lot of diseases. Like your doctor is not trying to just pump you full of chemicals because of your insurance company. I know that some of that does absolutely happen. But I think you also have to you have to be able to You have to look at it from the right perspective, Sarah, which look at you can go from New York City to London, okay? You can go in a rowboat. There is the possibility that you can get there in a rowboat, okay? (laughs) Very small possibility, but you can do it, okay? Or you can pay the extra money. You may feel like you're giving into the man, but a plane ride's only six hours, and it's actually the chance of getting there safely a lot better than that rowboat. <laughs> I know. that's it. So, hey, if you want to do the all-natural, healthy way, cool. Take your rowboat to England. I'll see you there in four months. I know. It is. You do. I'll you be there to. in six hours safely, most likely. You have to kind of, like, weigh it. It's just really hard to tell. Um, you know, do you think you could tell if a woman was wearing double Spanx or no Spanx? Oh, I can tell. You can tell. Yeah, actually, I look. What do you I, think I'm wearing? I look for that. You're not wearing any today. <laughs> um, I can tell actually because here's the thing. You know how back in the day men would look for panty lines, right? They'd okay. Say, oh, let's see what kind of underwear she's wearing. So they'd look at the girl's pants to see, like, can I see the lines? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, they're granny pants. Ooh, boy shorts. Ooh, I don't see any. Must be a thong. Okay. Well, I think now modern men we look above the waist. <laughs> Right, and I always look for the Spanx line right above where the belly button is, you and I'm do. seeing them like when they read, when they bend over in their shirt. I'm not looking to see like if I can see their underwear. I'm looking to see if they have a Spanx line like right above their, you know, like right under their boobs. Oh my god! Well, um, I can totally tell. I totally checked that out because to me, it's like you know, it's kind of hot. So you actually okay? So this is the difference, by the way. Does this look like that big of a difference? This is no Spanx, one pair, two pair. Do you, do you think two pair matter? Because the point of this article basically is, look, if you want to look hotter and you want to look like you have an hourglass figure like a Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. you double up on your Spanx. Well, I just because wish it they would suck that waist in. People are so stupid. Look at the photo, Sarah. Can you notice something different in all three photos? Her her right foot. First photo, her uh, right foot is completely down. Second photo, it's up a little bit higher. Third photo, it's up all the way. So that which makes is going to help the contour. See, I don't. That's this is all. That's bullshit. This is actually look at. It, I guarantee it was written by Spanx. Uh, they do actually quote the Spanx founder in this. There you but go. But the Spanx founder is telling you not to wear. Um, even though Kim Kardashian and other celebrities swear by two pairs of Spanx layering there, them. Um, the founder, Sarah Blakely, speaks about Kim's so-called trick. The founder of the brand recently told Stella Magazine, it's not necessary, but I have a lot of respect for women who go there. Of course you do. You get double the money. But she says you don't have to wear two pairs. I could see you wearing two pairs of Spanx, Sarah. <laughs> Why? Having another one of those heavy flow weeks. You have another interview. You're like just not taking any chances this time. I mean, I I'm getting the diaper. I'm getting those. You put the Sunday edition between two of the pairs of spanks. That way, <laughs> it's completely absorbent. <laughs> I do not. I'm not layering my crotch with newspaper. With newspa- I'm saying okay. the entire Sunday edition. <laughs> the entire Sunday edition. That's- oh my god. That might be the best. I love that you just did a newspaper reference on this podcast. Yeah, why? What's wrong with that? Oh my that? god! And I'm accused of being all. No, no, hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help it out. All right? I got some friends that work in newspapers <laughs> that are going to lose their jobs soon unless we start <laughs> buying them. So. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the trick to a tiny, tiny waist and bigger thighs, I guess, is to wear really two pairs of Spanx if you want to try it. I don't know. Oh, I can totally it tell. It's so painful. And also, like, there's numerous times that like I've been to a girl's house after you know, like we'll be hanging out. I can tell she's wearing Spanx, right? And then the first thing they do, they get back to my, we start making out, we're going at, she's like, hold on, I'll be right back. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. And she comes back like 10 minutes later, and I was like, because I know you have to take off all of your clothes just to get those Spanx off, then you got to put all your clothes back on and pretend like I've always looked like this. Wait till you get into a relationship, and then like now I'm just like, I just make Dan take them off. You make Dan, you're like, yeah, take them off with your teeth. (laughs) 45 minutes later, he's still trying to pull at them because they're so tight. Get the Vaseline, boo. Mm, mm. And you just like slide them off. Slide. That's <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, by the way, you need to be joining us this Friday night. We're doing an adult field trip at Markoff's Haunted 
Forest out in Poolsville, Maryland. Sammy Kay, this and I will be there Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Come out, hang out. We'll be giving away free things. You can stop by. If you haven't been there, that forest is crazy. Did you go last year when we went? Yeah, I went. I didn't even remember if you were there. I was there. I had actually just gotten off of a 26-hour flight. Oh, I do remember that I slept now. for three hours, and I came to Markov's Haunted Forest. And everyone's like, Sammy, you look like a zombie. I was like, because I am in real life. Oh, Brutal, brutal. Uh, look, there's also a bus, a field trip bus, that is leaving for this event if you want to booze beforehand. So you can get all the details on my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Hayfresh podcast. And then we'll see you there Friday night. Get your tickets. Um, and it's going to be a great time. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Be sure, be sure to come. Uh, I'm not going to name any names because every time we talk about people who owe us money, we get in trouble. No, no. I'll name names. No. All right, you talk about the story. I'll name the name. Did you see where Facebook now is going to... They have a service, like an IOU service, where if a friend owes you money, you can essentially go into chat assist, type IOU, and it will generate a generic message. So it'll go, hey, Sarah... Or, hey, Sammy, it's Sarah. So fun that we went out to dinner last night. Really? But uh, just a reminder, you owe me $75, and you can send it via Venmo. Here's the link. And it will continue to basically Facebook message your friend privately, not publicly, but privately, that you owe them or you owe me money until they pay. Well, what do you I know think? you can get. I know you could send money over Facebook. I didn't know you could actually bill people or invoice them over Facebook. I now. don't. I'm not sure that you can. I think it's more of just a message. I don't like a message saying, "Hey, bitch, you still owe me." It seems like it's an IOU. It says, "Go to Chat Assist and then type in IOU to generate a generic message, and you'll be uh, prompted to send that to whoever owes you money." Hmm. Yeah. Um, it takes the awkward scenario of keeping to keep asking somebody. For money. It's a little more, like, impersonal. You have that layer. What okay. do you think? Would you do it? I'm typing IOU. It's not... It's just bringing up someone whose name is Iolani, which is not a... Um, it says in this article, as an experiment, I tried it, but it didn't work. No matter what keywords I typed in, perhaps it's a sign I'm supposed to ask people for money. Um, owed IRL. Okay, so maybe it's more so of a maybe, rumor. Yeah, maybe it is a um, rumor. Yeah, because apparently this chat assist feature launched in the U.S., but since it's being rolled out, it's not available on all Facebook Messenger users. Oh, yet. That's uh, according to App Advice. Wah, wah. So I guess it's hit or miss. So some of you might have it. Type in IOU, see if it generates the link. If it doesn't, then you don't have it yet on yours, but it could be coming. But you got go to go the old school way. Baseball bats and broken knees. I'm going to tell you, not, not um, you know, we, we've settled our, I guess, differences, if you will, with Omarosa. I didn't. I mean, I haven't been paid, but we're dropping it for now. Um, but anyway, I recently have another friend who owes me money. She will not respond to text messages or anything. And I'm very upset about this. And this is somebody I- that is probably known, I've talked about on radio and podcast. Um, and I'm so upset with this person. Can I tell you? I was actually I was thinking about this because I at one point owed you a lot of money too. And in my head, I was thinking, well, I've known Sarah for years, and she always used to say this on the radio that you know once I give money to somebody, I don't expect it ever to come back because I just assume it's gone forever at that point. Well, maybe this person. So heard maybe this, they just heard that and they just are assuming no. It has killed our relationship. I honestly want to know what you. I, this is the last message I sent her, which was just a couple of days ago. Um, here's the story. Do you think I'm being ridiculous? I had I had messaged her and sent her $130 to purchase some items for me. Okay. Uh-huh. She's never produced the items. This was two months ago, I, and and she will do this. She'll keep saying, "Oh, I'm dropping them off at your apartment today." And then she never shows up. And I'll type her, hey, so-and-so, you know, thought you were going to drop off the items. Nothing. Oh, really? But does she have a company that she does this for? Who does she work for? She she has her own business. Oh, see, then you got to do what everyone else does. Does What's up? Yelp that Blow shit. Lower up publicly? Yelp that shit, man. Hi, blank. Can you drop off the blank today or give me an update? I'm frustrated that you haven't responded or come through. I thought after our years of working together and friendship, you would deliver. Oh, you brought up years of friendship, girl. You done fucking... And she has not responded. Well, yeah, I wouldn't respond to that either. Why? Because you brought up our friendship. Well, we are friends, and can you imagine two At months point, and you no, keep that, that's lying? A, that's a business decision. That's a business thing. So, like, I have friends of mine that they can screw me on business stuff, but I go, hey, man, just so you know, I'll buy you a beer when we're out in public. 
but I'm definitely not going to send anybody business-wise your way. And well, I'm don't you think that you just drew the line? I'm not sending any business yeah, to her anymore. Yeah, when you bring she up the friends, that's going to make them feel like that's a personal attack It now. is a personal attack. We are friends, and I'm giving her, I've given her job recommendations. And people have advised me not to in the past, but I've always had a good relationship with her. I will say that she's always late. She's always late, and she usually, whenever we schedule to meet, mm-hmm. she always has to reschedule once, at least. Oh, God, she's one of those. Mm-hmm. So she thinks she's so fancy, but really she's just hungover and lazy? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. But I have worked with her, and now I feel like, what is going on with me? Why can't I? I'm done. The key word is worked, Sarah. Worked. Past tense. Not again. Well, I'm so pissed off. I'm like, you can't even give me the decency. I mean, clearly she just took the $130 and she spent it on herself. She bought two martinis. <laughs> yes. I bought two martinis. But what is it about me lately? Am I like, what am I doing wrong in business? This is the second person that screwed me financially. What the fuck? I feel like, come on. I'm not giving anything to anybody I think it's anymore. because you're not scary. Like, if someone owes me 40 bucks, they give me that 40 bucks because they know, or if they owe me 200 bucks, or they owe me, you know, 400, whatever the amount of money is, right? They always pay me back because they know that if I ever get to a point that I need that money, I have zero filter and I will go where I need to, to get that money. <laughs> like, so God, if you're. Well, now I'm like, I really am second guessing myself. Like, what a puss I am. Like, I one time threatened a friend of mine that owed me. 200 bucks. I was like, dude, I know you're going to make at least 200 bucks serving tonight, and that's your restaurant job. Like, I know you're going to make at least that much money, because he worked at a really nice restaurant. I threatened him, and I was like, dude, if I don't get this money, I'm going to show up to your job. And he's like, all right, man, whatever, dude. I'll get you the money next week. Guess I did the very next day. Showed up at his job. Showed up at his job right as he was closing out. He's like, dude, what? I was like, hey, man, I'm a customer coming here, and I can either make a scene, or you can just give me the money. He's like, fine. I was like, I know you have tips. He's like, I do. Hold on. And he gave me cash right then and there. What is up with people? Because I always, you have to intimidate. You have to make people think that you'll I'm do done. something crazy. Do you think it's odd now? Do you think it's like disrespectful or, or bad of me if I want to, like, before I even do any business with people, sign contracts, like have, like, a, a contract? But even then, I feel like they can screw you out of the contract. They can screw you out of the contract. But, again, at least it's a contract. And it makes it seem way more like I need you to must start do this. publicly shaming people, I feel like. I think you just got to – you got to – they, 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 they push you over because they know that you're a pushover. You gotta, really? You've got to you got to make an example out of somebody and get like the word out there. You know, it's like prison yard theory, right? Your first day in prison, you should beat the shit out of somebody, find the tallest, right. baddest motherfucker, and just punch him in the face. Yeah. You need to set an example like that, so that way people know, like, oh, actually, hold on, if you do not pay her, she will do this. Like you should have, in theory. I know I'm not supposed to bring this up again. But oh, you, you can sh- bring up Amaris. You care. should have take. We should have. T- you should have taken her to small claims court. <laughs> Because you know what, that would have put that would have put the notion that would have been like, guys, you don't understand, Sarah, petty. She will come after your ass, and she will not think twice, and she won't do it in a way that's actually going to be good for you. She will do it to embarrass you. But and guess what? No one would ever owe you. Your friend would have immediately called you back and given you back that money. Been like, I heard what you did. I love Here's that in cash. theory, but I feel like that would cost me so much money to do. It doesn't matter, Sarah, but it gets you all the money in the future. It takes money to make money. All right. Should we make an example out of this latest person? Should we go back and make an example out of Amorosa? Oh, Lord. You're not going to make an example. At this point, she's already, trust me, she's making an example out of herself. <laughs> you you know hear us. her speak after the debate? And I, I think know. that answers that. So. Sarah, S-A-R-E-H, at HeyFrage.com. We want to hear your feedback on the show. Email us with a topic or suggestion. And please be following us on social media, at HeyFrage on Twitter and Instagram, HeyFrage Show on Snap. You can follow Sammy K on all social media outlets, at the S-A-M-Y-K. Mwah, we love you. Bye-bye. Mm. Besos, 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 besos. Mañana.